The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up, and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby. All right, coming into part two of the Tuesday night schedule here in the association, five games um, in the books. Again, make sure to check out part one for the first five games of tonight, and then we'll get into a part two here, the final five or the later five games of the NBA schedule here tonight. And that's going to be the next game here on the board, guys. Uh, we're going to go over to my part of town. Let's go to the uh, down here in the H where the Rockets are going to welcome the Denver Nuggets to town. Um, looking at the opening line for this game, the Denver Nuggets opened up as a 10, 10 point favorite. That number is now currently at 10 and a half at most books. Total That's open it? up at. <laughs> we might not have to spend a lot of time on this game. Uh, 232 and a half is the total. Uh, that number's been bed down slightly to 232. Do see some 231 and a halves out there as well. Um, injury report for both of these teams for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Colin Gillespie is out here tonight. Uh, Aaron Gordon is probable here tonight as well. You know and who could then, use a uh, healthy Gillespie, uh, Villanova? Yeah, there you go. No, they got Cam Whitmore, man. They're playing well. They're uh, playing well right now. They're not in the tournament. I'm just saying that would have helped if they had a healthy Gillespie on the roster. <laughs> just saying. But uh, Jamal Murray is officially questionable here tonight with lower back pain, and Zeke Naji is going to be out for the Houston Rockets. Uh, they're going to get, I think they're going to get their guys back here tonight. Uh, Jalen Green is not on the injury report. He should be back here tonight. Uh, Kevin Porter, I did see a note this morning that he did go through shoot around. Uh, he's dealing with a left foot contusion for the past, I think it's been a month plus now. Jayshon Tate is going to be out for this game for the Rockets with uh, right ankle injury management. And that is pretty much it for the Rockets. Um, Scott, why don't you lead us off with this game? Denver Nuggets right now officially laying 11 points in Houston here tonight against uh, the lowly Houston Rockets. Yeah, I'm going to take Denver in this one. I'm not going to spend much time on it. Houston, we know, has been horrible. And yes, a big reason is because their best two players were out. However, Silas seems to hate Shangun, and I guess the argument is he doesn't guard anybody. But I still think that based on how limited on the rest roster? of... Wait, what? Who does who does guard anybody on that roster? Yeah, that's kind of my point. Is that based on the rest of the roster? I don't think it really matters, and it's weird that he singles out Shangun. Jabari Smith's been terrible. I, I think that Munaf can attest to that. He has not been good at all this season. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. I like. I think he's a pretty good piece. But besides that, you don't really have much. And you're looking at the two games this season. Denver won by 16 in the first game, and they won by 20 in the second game. Uh, you're looking at Houston. They've lost nine straight. They've lost four straight by 15-plus points. Denver's off the overtime win against the Clippers, which was definitely a nice performance there. They choked a massive lead, but they ended up winning the game anyway. I just think it's a good spot for Denver to beat up on a bad team. They've done well matchup-wise. Houston has nobody that can stop Jokic. He might walk into a triple-double in either halftime or in three quarters. But I'm going to go with Denver here. Houston sucks. There's no way around it. I'm not even insulting you because you you hope they're bad because you want Victor, and so does the owner. So you're on the same page here. But I expect a lot of praying and not a lot of winning because Victor might be coming to town. So give me Denver. I think they win this game by 20. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, it is what it is with the Rockets right now. And again, I think it's a head coaching thing as well with the they're Rockets. An AU so, team. I mean, yeah, and again. You know, once once you know the season ends, I think that very next day I'm expecting the Rockets to let go of Steven Silas. So, um, you know, there is there is talent on this team. There's no doubt. Uh, but it's, I think it's right now it's a big coaching thing right now. I just feel like that he's, he's lost he's the locker coach. room. I mean, yeah, he's just a bad around. coach. So, um, I, I'm not going to argue against you fading the Rockets here tonight, especially even if even if they do get Jalen Green and or Cameron Porter Jr. back here tonight. Um, Dante, what do you got for this game? Yeah, first quarter, uh, Denver laying uh, three and a half. I know T-Bills put it in the chat. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think they'll come out firing. 
Um, they had a poor performance against Memphis um, that led over to, you know, they didn't play as bad, but they weren't particularly sharp against the Clippers in, in overtime. Uh, I think that, you know, they're going to be able to get what they want whenever they want, as anybody does uh, against Houston. The last four games, Houston's given up 123, 130, 133, 116, and 131. So I, I think the Nuggets can pretty much get what they want. I play the first quarter, play the team total. I think the team total was at 122.5 the last time I looked. Yeah. Yeah, just a reminder you. that even though they were bad with Green and Porter out because of offensive reason, mm-hmm. reasons and defensive reasons, uh, Kevin Porter and Jalen Green don't exactly guard anybody either. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's all I got for the game. I mean, I like Michael Porter Jr. over 17.5 points. Uh, he's over in two of the last three. He's shooting 44% from deep. Uh, over three and a half threes made also. He's went over in four of the last five. Uh, I, don't, I don't see them stopping him at all. And this is a perfect game for Michael Porter Jr. He doesn't have to guard anybody. They can just get up and down, run, shoot. It's just like he's in high school again. So like him uh, over 17 and a half points and three and a half threes. That's all I got. Yeah, look, I I'm a, I agree with you about the threes here tonight. Look, last two games, Clay Thompson hit, what, 12? Mm-hmm. And then Damian Lillard the next night comes down 13. and knocks down 13. Yeah. So um, they're giving up a lot of three-point shots. Again, like Scott mentioned, this team's just not very good. So I, I'm not – at three and a half for Michael Porter Jr., especially at plus odds right now is what I'm seeing. At plus 115, I think that he gets it done uh, here tonight. And I do love the points brought for him as well, especially mm-hmm. if – um, my, uh, Jamal Murray is going to be out, currently listed questionable on the uh, injury report as of about 1 p.m. Eastern here. So, um, yeah, I love Michael Porter Jr. tonight. Uh, Scott, do you have any uh, player props of this game? Don't I kind of have to automatically pivot to an under in Shangun? Not to mention the fact that Silas hates him and he clearly can't guard anybody in pick and roll. How does he not end up in foul trouble in this game? Isn't <laughs> Jokic just going to put him in a body bag every time they're matched up on each other? I believe so. Yeah. I got to go with Shingun Unders. I had it against Golden State. I think his point total is like 18 and a half because Green and uh, Porter were out and he had like five points in the entire game because Golden State just got him in pick and rolls. He couldn't cover anybody. And now with Green and Porter back, they haven't shot a basketball in a competitive game for a long time. I don't see passes being on display between those two. Mm-hmm. Give me Shingun Unders. I think it's a bad matchup. Foul trouble could be a serious mm-hmm. issue. And with Green and Porter being back and with the coaches letting them do whatever they want, they're not going to pass Shengun the ball. Like, how is Shengun supposed to have a huge game tonight? I don't think he can. Yeah. Um, anything else for this game? Nothing. Uh, probably if, if you want to just, you know, I guess make a little bit of money, you can throw Denver in a, like a parlay with like the Jazz and Memphis and probably get, you know, close to even money. I guess like minus one. 12, 1 is 13, 1 13. So I think that's a good play. If you want to just, just some fun recreational stuff. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night, gentlemen. It's going to be the Indiana Pacers in Dallas here tonight to take on the Mavericks. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, the Dallas Mavericks opened up as a seven and a half point home favor. That number's now been bet up to minus nine. Total opened up at 236. That number's now up to 237 and a half in this game. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Indiana Pacers, uh, pretty clean injury report. Nobody of significance is on there. And for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Davis Bertans continues to be out. Maxi Kleba is actually questionable here tonight. Uh, he's coming back from the uh, right hamstring uh, tear that he suffered about six to eight weeks ago. So definitely keep an eye out for that, getting back another uh, uh, role player for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, so I want you to lead us off with this game. Dallas right now laying minus nine in favor of, uh, in, uh, sorry, uh, hosting the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's too high. I'm um, leaning to Indiana. Mavs, historically bad uh, at home, ATS. And as favorites, 11, 18, and 2, ATS at home, 13, 27, and 2, ATS as a favorite. Um, for some reason, they have two of the best, like, one-on-one players in the league, but they struggle in stretches to score where, like, neither of those guys, like, knows when to defer and when to do their own thing. So it's kind of like they're looking at each other, like the whole Spider-Man meme thing. They, they don't know when to go and, you know, what to do. So I think they're still working on that. So the offense is – yet to take off and, and look as good as I'm pretty sure as we would imagine it to look um, when they first signed Kyrie. But they they don't run at the worst transition team in the, in the league. Uh, they want to slow it down and play in the half court. 
So, you know, they're going to want to keep Indy at a slower pace and, and not let them out in transition. And I think Indy has been playing better. Uh, they've covered two two of the uh, last games. Uh, they impressed me with a win at Orlando. It was a bad spot after that OT game against uh, Boston, but they went in and beat a competitive Orlando team who's pretty good at home. Um, you know, they – the 13, 13 and 16 ATS on the road, so not terrible, but 20, 25 and 23 as a dog. Um, they foul a lot, and that's to the advantage of, of Dallas because Dallas gets to the line at, you know, the fifth highest rate. They don't defend the three wheel, which is, you know, another feather in the cap of Dallas. Uh, 26 and three-point percentage defense, and the Mavs are ninth in, in three-point percentage offense. So I'm leaning to Indy. I mean, I think it's just too high. I, I, don't, I don't have any, you know – crazy metrics to point in the direction of Indy, except for, you know, Mavericks being historically bad. I know everybody's looking for, you know, the bounce back effort uh, coming in on, uh, you know, since they had that collapse, but I, I think Indy's going to come in and play hard. Uh, they want to get out and run their first in points per, in points per position in transition and third in points per position off steals. The Mavs do do a decent job defending that. Um, they rank 14th and seventh, you know, in both of those metrics defensively. Um, so I just I just think that Indy can can somewhat get out and run uh, with certain lineups on the court. So I'm leaning to Indianapolis plus the points. Uh, Scott, what do you got for this game? I'm going to take Indy two. My favorite play is the over. I don't know how I'm supposed to avoid the over. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, Dallas, ever since they made the Kyrie trade, has been a blind over team mm-hmm. because in addition to no rim protection, they also just score a bunch of points, but they can't guard anybody. You have Luka yeah. and Kyrie together. Good luck with that defensively in a playoff series. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, they blew a 27-point lead to the Lakers last time out. And LeBron, did he play the entire game with the injury or did he leave and did not He return? played. That's yeah, that's he, what I thought. He, just, he so, went off got taped up and came back. But he didn't really do much because he had no explosiveness in one of his legs. So they were a compromised Lakers team, and they still came back from 27 down. Jason Kidd with the really, really funny uh, comments post game. He wasn't trying to be funny, but he basically just said, what do you want from me? It's like, well, you're the head coach. I kind of want more from you. But still, I'm going to go with the over. I see pace in this game. I see a lot of points, and neither team really guards anybody. How does this not turn into a track meet unless both teams just brick a bunch of shots? I think the pace is going to be there the entire game. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of just look at how many points, like you mentioned, uh, that the Dallas Mavericks have been giving up since the trade without any rim protection, they're giving up around 64 since the Kyrie Irving trade. Um the only other team right down there with them is Charlotte Hornets who are giving up 63, but we already knew historically that they don't have play much any or don't play any defense at all. But um, I expect, yeah, like you mentioned, that points to be put up in this game. I love the over this game ever uh, uh, as well. Like you mentioned, um, love the Pacers here tonight as well. Look at a Pacers team total um, in this game as well. I think that we'll just like Scott mentioned, we'll just see a lot of points being scored. Uh, in this game, uh, but uh, on the side, I'm on the uh, Pacers here as well. I think we've seen it throughout the season where Dallas, it's they're they're not a very good home team as far as covering the the spread. I'm trying to get the you're, exact you're being numbers modest. here. They're horrible against the spread at home. You're being <laughs> yeah, very modest. Uh, 11, 18, and two is what I got. Yeah, and then nine, seven, and two as a home favorite. So, or sorry, nine, seventeen, and two is what I'm trying to say as a home favorite. So, uh, I'll 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 take the points here with the Indiana Pacers with you uh, on the over there as as well, Scott. Um, do have a birthday in this game. I don't know if that means anything to at least uh, of us, but I know uh, Terrell is on uh, the birthday uh, stuff. Tyrese Halliburton's birthday, I believe, is today for the oh. Indiana Pacers. So if you want to get on his player props here tonight, but uh, Delonte, player props in this game, if any. Um, well, I, I don't really like much. I think the Mavs is kind of they're, they're kind of like you never know what you're going to get from from which of the stars. Like I said, they just don't. They haven't meshed well, uh, so I don't have a, a real good feel. Uh, I mean, I didn't know it was Halliburton's birthday, but I kind of do like his points, rebounds, and assists over. I think it's a good matchup for him. Uh, both neither guard on the team plays defense. Likely he's going to be matched up with Reggie Bullock. I think he can do whatever he wants against Reggie Bullock. Kind of an overrated defender. Uh, sorry to my you know my NC brother Reggie Bullock, but kind of overrated defender. Um, so I think that he'll I think that he'll get what he wants. I think he'll get those guys involved. Him and Turner off the pick and roll has been pretty good. Um, uh, the the best bet pretty much in the, in the game and in the NBA has been pace, fade to faces in the first quarter. Uh, they're nineteen and forty or eighteen and forty three ATS in the first quarter. Um, they're even worse ten and nineteen on the road. They get outscored by almost five points per first quarter. 
So I look for the Mavericks to come out after that collapse. And I do look for them to bounce back, but just early on. And then I expect the Pacers to get back in the game and keep it competitive. But as far as the player props, just got Tyrese Halliburton uh, over points, rebounds, and assists. Scott, any player props? Yeah, before you even told me the birthday, I already had Halliburton double-double circled. I don't think I can avoid it. You're looking at the last couple of games. He's had 14 assists in each of the last two games. You can even go beyond that. We know he's an assist machine. I just roasted Dallas's backcourt for not being able to guard anybody. I think Halliburton's going to run circles around this team. Uh, give me the Halliburton double-double at around plus 105. It was plus 130 on the overnight. I think it's moved a bit. Yeah. But give me Halliburton double-double. I think he's got a huge assist stat line in store. He might end up going for 15 assists if you want to go for some alt lines, but I think Halliburton assists is definitely worth the look, and it might be an auto play now it's his birthday, but I was going to take it anyway. What about uh, Miles Turner double-double? Man, I I'm thought about that too. Uh, the rebounds I was looking at, I saw 8.5 and, and minus 145. Kleber can't rebound either, but he can drag centers away because he can shoot threes, so maybe I'm a bit concerned there. Turner, though, I, I think he should have a double-double. I mean, Dallas can't rebound. We saw Vanderbilt kill everybody there for, what, 15 and 17 in that game? Mm-hmm. I think I have to lean to Turner double-double as well. But my favorite play is going to be Halliburton double-double. I might just do double-double for uh, – I mean, do the double-double for Tyrese and then also throw in a triple-double because if, if Cleaver does go in this game and he's pulling out the center, whether it's Miles Turner or whoever's matched up on him, that's going to open up opportunities for rebounds for – I don't know, Halley or or even Buddy Hield in this game. So um definitely agree about the double double for Tyrese Halliburton. Um uh, Miles Turner was the other one I was looking at as well. Uh Delante, do you have any other player props? Uh nah, man. I just was looking at but I like that um that Halliburton and the the Miles Turner points and rebounds. Well, points and rebounds for Miles Turner, points, rebounds, and assists for, for Halliburton. I probably look at him and for a triple double. Do you have his triple double numbers in front of you? For Halley? For Halley, yeah. I don't see it on the book I'm looking at. Let me see if I can dig it up on another one. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's uh, he's got pretty good odds because if he's what was he plus one thirty? He's open plus one thirty, Scott. You said? Yeah, it's down to plus one hundred five for the double double. Yeah, I, I still bet it. Plus, I still can't believe it's plus money. Yeah, he's I still, fourteen I still assists, bet it. two straight games. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let me see here. Triple double to record a triple double. 95 to 1 on one book is what I'm seeing. What? 95? Yeah. For a Halley, yeah. I mean, I guess the rebounds, but yeah, I'll take a shot on that. I'll yeah. definitely take a shot on 95 to 1. I'll mention it offline which book it is, but uh, that's what I see right now. Yeah, I'll definitely take a shot on that. All right, before we continue here with the West Coast games here tonight, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor. That is going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, uh, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100 and get 100 limited state availability. And of course, for our DGENs, only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. We continue to add new items to the store every single day. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to check out your favorite T-shirts, hats, sweats, sweaters, hoodies, all the cool novelty items um, happening over on the on the SGPN Merch Store. So, so go ahead and go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to check out everything happening over on the merch store. All right, gentlemen, let's keep it rolling here over to the West Coast games. Let's go over to the San Antonio Spurs in uh, Utah here tonight to take on the Jazz. This line opened up in favor of the Utah Jazz at a number of a minus 10. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus 10. Do see some nine and a halves out there. Uh, total opened up at 238 and a half. That number's been bet down to 236. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the Spurs here. For the Spurs, Trey Jones is officially questionable here tonight. Devin Vassell continues to be out. Isaiah Roby is out as well. Uh, and Kim Birch is also out for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, 
Kelvin Johnson will be playing here tonight for the San Antonio Spurs. For the Utah Jazz, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson are both out for this game. Clarkson is dealing with a right thumb sprain, and Colin Sexton is dealing with a uh, left hamstring strain. So they'll be without two of their, um, I guess, better players is what I'm trying to say for the Jazz here. But, uh, Scott, why don't you lead us off with this game? Um, Right now, Utah is a 10-point favorite hosting one of the worst teams in the entire association. I hate laying points with Utah, especially of this magnitude, but how am I supposed to avoid fading San Antonio? This team hasn't won a game in over a month. This team's horrible. Uh, There's no way around it. We knew they were tanking when the season started, and they've officially unloaded the tank, but they just played. Utah won pretty comfortably. I don't see anything changing here. Uh, The only thing that could stop Utah from covering is Taylor Horton Tucker being in the starting lineup, but he's actually been okay the last couple of games. I got to go with Utah here. I know it's ugly, and if you don't, I'm probably not going to bet it, but if I had to pick a side here, I'm not going to pick San Antonio, who once again have not won a game in what feels like three years. I'm going to go with Utah. (laughs) I just, I can't avoid it. San Antonio is so bad. I agree. I mean, look, there. We're, I mean, it's no secret everybody's in the tank for Victor, uh, like the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Spurs. Those are the three main teams. Um, Delonte, what do you got, man? Man, I got nothing on on uh, on this game. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't. I mean, sixteen straight losses, two and fourteen ATS in that span for the Spurs. They do, however, play pretty decent early on. Seven five ATS in the first quarter, in the last twelve games. I mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe you'd look over. It's going to be a lot of points. Uh, not a ton of defense is going to be played. I just think that San Antonio is like they're putting out, you know, negative EV lineups in certain situations to, you know, tank. But I don't have anything. Man. I just think that if you're going to bet this game, good luck wherever, wherever you do. I would I would look at the Spurs early, if anything. Um, I got nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, I don't have anything for this game as well. Um it's Utah. I know Terrell talks a lot about if you see Utah as a favorite, you want to fade them. But with a team that's lost, what, 14, 15, 16 games in a row, um, I'm not sure if I could back that team. So um, yeah. it's it's a complete no- nothing. I have nothing for this game. Uh, Scott, any player props, anything else you're looking at for this game? I'm blind looking at Branham over, who's been a money yeah. machine for me mm-hmm. uh, with San Antonio. You mentioned how Jones is out. You mentioned how a couple other guards are out. He's still getting minutes. Even these, yeah. even in these blowouts, he's having roughly 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And he struggled a bit from the floor last time out, but the attempts were there. That's good enough for me. You're going to have some bad games here and there, but as long as you're consistently getting volume, I think that it's worth a play, especially with Vassell being out as well. Nobody else is shooting on this team. So I'm going to go with Branham because if you go through the last couple of weeks, he's really been a solid player prop uh, option for his points, and I'm going to keep taking the over. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot about uh, Malachi Branham um, when Devin Vassell got hurt and then also Trey Jones, who's been in out of the lineup, um, and I've been backing him as well blindly. Um, and he's, he's, again, like you mentioned, even in a blowout, he's still getting the minutes uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. So also the shot volume is there for him as well. He knocks down his three-point shots um, on a consistent basis. Let's see what his points prop is here to that. 14 and a half. I, I still think you got to continue uh, betting that. Over his last five games, he's averaging 17.4 points per game, shooting about 37% from three-point land is uh, Malachi Branham. So um, definitely will be on his points prop here tonight as well. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night, gentlemen. It's going to be the Portland Trailblazers uh, in the Bay Area here tonight to take on the Warriors. The Blazers coming off of the victory against the Rockets in uh, the 71-point performance from Damian Lillard, but now they head over to a very, 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 very much better team, the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Looking at the opening line for this game, the Golden State Warriors opened up as a a 3.5-point favorite. The numbers have been bet up to minus 4 in this game. Total opened up at 236. The numbers have been bet down slightly to 235.5. Still see some 236 out there. Uh, at some spots uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams to start here with the Portland Trailblazers uh, use of Nurkic continues to be out for this team. Uh, Anthony Simons is also out for this team and also Justice Winslow is going to be out for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry 
is out for this game. Andre Iguodala, Gary Payton II, Andrew Wiggins are all out. Draymond Green is officially probable here tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Scott, why don't you lose off with this game? Right now, the Warriors are laying four points against the Portland Trailblazers. I think I'm going to go with Portland in this spot. I know Golden State at home has been good this year, but I don't think this team's good, especially with Curry being out. I feel like I've been in the minority saying that for weeks where I think you and Terrell have kind of been waiting for Golden State to show more signs of life than Curry got hurt, and you know they're kind of up against it now. But I still don't think this Warriors team is that good. And I'm not saying Portland's a great team either. Like Let's, let's be clear about that. But Lillard does take these games against Golden State personally, no matter who's playing in the lineup. I don't want to lay four with Golden State. Maybe you can make a case that Lillard wasted all his baskets, or maybe he's a bit deep, maybe he's a bit lightheaded from the blood they had to draw after the game. But I'm going to go with Lillard to carry this team to a win. I just think that Golden State right now, I saw them against against Minnesota. Did they look good? No, they lost. I think Reed had 20 points in the first half, but. Once again, their main win that they had recently, which I backed them in, was a home game against the Rockets. Congratulations. Like, Didn't they beat the Wolves, though? Did they beat the Wolves in the end? Sorry. Yeah, they won. They won by my five. Bad. Sorry, I, I forgot that they had to come back. Yeah, my bad. But the point is they struggled in that game. They didn't exactly look overly impressive. You're right, though. My bad. I forgot they won. But I am going to lean to Portland, though. Four? I don't think I want to lay that. Portland, I'm hoping after the Lillard game, maybe – you know, has some life. They just they beat this team a couple weeks ago. I'm going to lean to Portland. I don't like this team, but I don't like Golden State either. Draymond's supposed to be back. He's probably play. I don't know how healthy he's going to be, which is a concern, mm. but I'm going to lean to Portland. All right. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for this game? I love Golden State uh, in this matchup. I mean, this is... I, I've seen... They haven't been impressive offensively, and that's mostly because, you know, Wiggins is out and, you know, Poole's been struggling, so Clay's been carrying a lot of the weight. Um, you know, they've been getting a lot of good minutes from from Kaminga, DiVincenzo, Lamb, and and a couple other guys. Um, you know, they're 19 and 12 ATS at home. Uh, I think 22 and 22 and 7 or 24 and 7. Uh, I got to I gotta find those uh, straight-up numbers, but uh, they're really good straight-up at home. I, I think in short, yeah, the Warriors. Uh, 22 and seven, I think. Yeah, there we go. 22 and seven. So, you 24 know, and seven. I'm sorry. So, basically, I think they've been playing a lot better defensively. I mean, they've allowed under 105 points in two of the last three games. Uh, they're playing, uh, to the under three straight unders, and that's you know, to the effect of them not having a lot of the offense, but some of their defense is leading to the offense. And this was without Draymond last game that they pretty much put a put the clamps on Anthony Edwards. I don't know if you guys watched that game, but yeah. Kerr went to like a matchup zone and then the, kind of like a box in one look, and it kind of frustrated uh, Anthony Edwards. So I, I like some of the things that they're doing defensively. You know, they're going to get Steph back at some point, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a this is a team that you know, Steve Kerr has dominated. Uh, he's 19 and 10 straight up against Portland. And, you know, in typical Golden State fashion, he's 12 and 2 straight up at home against this team. And, I mean, the, it opened three. Uh, I bet it at three. I'll still bet it at four. Um, I think that Golden State, I think Poole's going to break out of that funk. Um, you know, Portland, they don't do a good job of of defending the three. Uh, they're 20, 27th in points per position on defense, and Golden State's 12th in offense. Third in three-point percentage offense is Golden State, 24th in three-point percentage defense for Portland. I, I mean, after that performance by by Dame, I mean, I know he he's had really good games against um against Golden State, and it's probably going to continue. Like, he probably could have 30, 35, but those other guys, those younger guys, I think the depth is is not going to match up and, and come to play with Golden State where they're dominant at home. Uh, another thing that they must do is defend without fouling, you know, Portland's second in free throw rate offense. So if they limit the turnovers, you know, we all know Golden State is a, a heavy turnover team. They limit the turnovers and get Golden, I mean, get Portland in a half court um, where Portland's 25th uh, on defensive points per play allowed and uh golden state is eighth in that same category offensively i think they're gonna be able to to get a double digit win honestly i, I like golden state a lot I man it's probably gonna be my lock uh, at the end of the podcast yeah i think that you've kind of go a little back to that minnesota game um it took a 30 point effort from nas reed for them to be in that game um and 
I don't, I don't think they covered that game, but Golden State obviously got the outright victory. But Nas Reed early on in that game, I think he had about 18 in the first quarter. Uh, but you're right. They really did frustrate Anthony Edwards in that game where he went 5 of 19. Um, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to the guys that have really stepped up for the Warriors in the absence of uh, Steph Curry, right? Dante DiVincenzo has been that guy yeah, for this team, man. He's yeah. just been such a great pickup for this Warriors team. Been a huge fan of him, even in his Villanova days. Um, he's been consistently knocking down the three-point shot. I know Jordan Poole had a bad game in that game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, but I think he should bounce back here tonight. Uh, Kaminga's, I think his, he's, he's as he's getting more playing time, he's getting more comfortable. Um you know, playing with his guys, with with his athleticism and the length that he can just, you know, disturb guys on the defensive side of the basketball. Mm-hmm. And come on, Looney. I mean, the guy, he's just been so consistent for this team. Right. I mean, he, the rebounding efforts that he has, I mean, if you kind of go through his game log, he's just been a rebounding machine for this team. So I think I'm going to be on his double-double here again tonight um, against this Portland team. But again, are without... I don't really have a true center. I mean, what is it, Drew Eubanks for yep. this Blazers team? So um, I like the Warriors at home here tonight as well. I'll probably play the first half and then full game here as well. And again, like you mentioned there, Delonte, I think the, the, the difference in this game is going to be the three-point shooting for the Golden State Warriors because, like you mentioned, the Blazers' three-point defense just hasn't been very good all, all season long. So I think Clay will get his, Dante will get his, uh, Poole will bounce back in this game here as well. So... I'm going to go with uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, full game and in the first half here tonight. Uh, player props in this game, Delonte, if anything that you do like. Yeah, man, I love Poole tonight. Uh, I like him over 24 and a half points. You can get 23 and a half at, at certain books, but it's, it's like juice, like minus 150, minus 160. I mean, if you don't mind laying that. I don't mind laying that in certain situations, but I think Poole's going to have a 30-point game tonight. He struggled as of late, like I mentioned earlier. He's failed to score 20 in three straight games. Uh, so in the two games that they played this season, he's had 41 and 38 shooting 52 and 58 or 52 and 61% from the field and uh, 50 plus from deep in both matchups. So it, it sets up perfect for him to have a great night. Uh, I think that that he'll he'll get in a groove. Um, this is a, it's a perfect game for him to get up and down and get some younger guys who not sound defensively. And one thing I, I saw you brought up, uh, well, I mentioned, I heard you bring up Kaminga. And one of the things that I like about Steve, what Steve Kerr is doing, I think he's basically dumbing down the the what Kaminga has to do. So he's just letting Kaminga like guard and run. So he's not he's not thinking. He's just out just playing. So I think whenever he's thinking a lot, you know, Golden State's offense is complicated. What they do defensively is predicated a lot on Draymond, you know, barking out signals. And I'm not sure as a young guy he's you know able to you know sustain all that or you know, withhold all that information. So I think Kerr's doing a good job of just letting him go out, defend, run, just rim run from uh, from basket to basket. So uh, I think he's doing a good job in that. Like, I like going to state training up, man. When they get Steph back, it's going to be it's gonna be a problem. But I like pool over uh, 24 and a half. Uh, Scott, do you have any player props you like for this game? Uh, it's, I agree with you about Looney. I think it's a good spot for Looney. The only concern is if they end up running drop, pick, and roll coverage, Lillard's going to kill Looney. But I got to go with the rebounds for Looney. He's been very good lately. Uh, they're going to keep using him because he's been so effective. And even defensively, he's kind of held the zone. I'm with you on the Looney props. I think Looney's going to have a pretty good game tonight. Yeah, I mean, just kind of going through his log, man. Last five games, 17, 13, 15, 14, and 13 rebounds. And it's not even just been defensive rebounds. I mean, almost close to half of them have been offensive rebounds. So he's just doing a really good job for this team, um, creating second-chance points for this Warriors team. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to be over on his 11.5. Also, i got to take my guy, Dante DiVincenzo's, over two and a half threes here tonight. Um, that's at minus 115. Um, like I mentioned, he he most of his points are coming from that three-point line uh, where he's been really consistent over the last five games. He's averaging or shooting it at 47.2%. Um, and the last two games, he's knocked down four three-point shots, five three-point shots, and then he's getting up close to nine or right at nine attempts per game in both of those two games. So I'm going to go with Dante as well. Uh, if you want to play his PRA or just his three-point shots, I do like it at two and a half. All right, gentlemen, last game of the night here. It's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves against the L.A. Clippers. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, uh, the Clippers opened up in favor uh, as a favorite, I'm sorry, minus seven. That number's been bet down to minus six and a half. Total open up at 233. That number's been eh, pretty much staying at 233. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start here with the road team. Rudy Gobert, excuse me, uh, is probable tonight. He was sitting with an illness. Uh, Jalen Noel 
is questionable tonight with uh, left knee uh, tendonitis, I believe. And then for the LA Clippers, Zubak is questionable here tonight. He has a right calf strain, and everybody else is pretty much a go for this team. Clippers coming out of the All-Star break. Both games have gone into overtime. They played uh, double overtime against Sacramento Kings, and then the last game against the Denver Nuggets, where they also lost in overtime, went um, an extra six minutes, like I, or sorry, extra five minutes, like I mentioned. So maybe some tired legs here for the Clippers. I'm surprised that Kawhi and or Paul George are not sitting out in this game. But uh, Scott, why don't you lead us off with this game? Clippers as a six point home favorite against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, for this one, it's tricky because the Clippers have done well against Minnesota, but I really don't want anything to do with the Clippers in this game. They're off of a double overtime game followed by an overtime game. This team is awful down the stretch, but so is Minnesota, so that cancels out in the fourth quarter because somebody's going to have to win. I don't think I can lay six. I just don't think I can do it. The Clippers should, keyword should, win this game on paper, but with the amount of basketball they've played, and the amount of minutes that their main guys have played. You never know if the Clippers will last minute scratch somebody. I'm a little bit scared off by the number. I'm going to lean to Minnesota, but I really don't feel great about it. No chance uh, I bet this game, for the record. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is tough. I I think if you like the Clippers, maybe take them first half, because I feel like maybe we've seen the last two games in particular and kind of throughout the season where Clippers struggle closing out games. Um, and maybe, again, tired legs catch up with them as well. So maybe Clippers first half would be the play. I did really didn't like in this, anything in this game. Like you mentioned, Scott, it is kind of tricky here. Uh, maybe Delonte can convince us. Delonte, got anything for this game for a side in total? No, I don't. <laughs> so I can't. Give, yeah, I, don't. I mean, I can't tell you that. Like, I've been betting against um, Minnesota since the break. I mean, it's only like what two or three games, but yeah, you know, I, I've won both of those games. Uh, I don't think they just have enough outside of Edwards. Um, you know, we mentioned what Golden State did to them, and Finch he couldn't adjust. And the reason he couldn't adjust is because his offense is predicated on Edwards. If if he doesn't have a night or a good night, he he can't. That they can't win. I mean, yeah. Conley does some he does some things good and it helps set up and helps set up Anthony Edwards. But I mean, when it's time for him to score, I mean they need him to score at least, you know, twelve in that twelve to fifteen point range to keep defenses honest. But he hasn't been able to do that. And metric wise, their defense numbers, I mean, they look good, but like Scott mentioned, like they fold down the stretch. They start out hot. They they do start out playing well, which kind of goes to maybe like a first quarter, first half for them. But down the stretch, I mean, Finch, he puts out I guess negative EV lineups. I mean, he still has Rudy playing in late games and teams expose him with the pick and roll. I seen LaMelo like torture him for like five straight positions and Finch would not call a timeout. So, I mean, it doesn't bode well. I'm, I'm not a, a, a Wolves guy, even fully healthy. Uh, I wasn't a, a Wolves believer. Um, I'm also, I mean, I'm on the fence about the Clippers. Uh, I, I do like that, you know, PG and Kawhi are actually playing games and not sitting out. So that's a step in the right direction, I think. Um, and Scott mentioned, I think you both mentioned back to back overtime games. Not sure yeah. what's left in the tank, which, mm-hmm. you know, bows well for under. Um, I think it's going to take a few more games for, you know, the new pieces to get acclimated to, to lose system and for him to figure out who plays well with who. Uh, he's kind of like, you know, on the fly, doing it on the fly as he uh, as the game goes on. I don't think that's, you know, in his DNA to, to do that on the fly. So I think a little bit more, they get a nice, you know, two or three day stretch off. Yeah, I think he'll implement some things to get those guys back going. Uh, the Wolves, 12 and 17, ATS on the road. Um, they just, I don't know, man. They just, they don't, they don't do it for me. Uh, the number, I mean, it's probably about right, to be honest. If, if neither of us have any takes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, it's a pretty good number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a I, good I number, but my question is the fatigue angle. I'm not sure if it, if the markets are fully accounting for it as much as they should. Yeah, I think if the Clippers are up at the half, I, I'm gonna bet the Wolves in the second half. Yeah, just and, off of and, principle, right? I think it's the opposite. I think the opposite too. Like if the Wolves are up at half, I'll, I'll be on the Clippers also. So I don't I know. I don't know if I can get on the Clippers because I know Minnesota is gonna ch- potentially choke, but I'm really concerned about the tired legs of the Clippers for that entire roster. Yeah, yeah, I like the under better than anything. Um, that I can, I that just, I can agree with. Yeah, so yeah. I just yeah, I think I think it might be a, it might be a. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll just I'll probably be passing, maybe live bit if if uh the wolves come up on fire. But I mean how can they really depend on Austin Rivers was hitting step back jumpers? I mean, come on. 
Austin Rivers hitting <laughs> step back jumpers. Nas Reed, like in that Warriors game, they were playing like unreal to start off that game. I don't think they could continue doing that. Um, you know, the Clippers, they gotta put together some type of defense. I mean, yeah. what they had what they've been doing the past two games is probably unacceptable. I know Tyron Lou is, is a defensive guy. So like I said, I mean, you know, they had a rough two games. I think he'll get the defense turned back around. I got no mind, no doubt in my mind that he'll get it turned back around. He just has to get you know the lineups right and and get those guys all on one accord. So yeah. they, I think they had the most like pieces being moved around um, in the league as far as you know guys coming in and guys coming out. So I mean it's gonna take some time to get all those people acclimated into new in the new systems. But yeah, I, I probably won't be playing it. Just maybe live bid it uh, if you had to. But yeah, I, I know that's not much. But all right, uh, anything else for this game, guys? Are you blindly on plumbly rebounds if Zubak doesn't play? I was so like you talked about how Bam uh, has been a thorn. I know Plum was like your least favorite player in the league, but I'm just asking. <laughs> I was gonna mention Rudy Gobert's rebounds, but yeah, never again. No, can't do it. I'm with yeah, you. I can't that. either. But if you kind of just go through his game log, man. <laughs> hey, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Well, now, if you might as well join me, I, I was gonna bring that up. His rebounds. So he's a, he in the two matchups this season against the Clippers, he had 13 and then 21. That's good for him. I see 11 and a half. I can't do it. Oh, it's 11 and a half? Yeah, but it's at minus 155. I might just play 13 plus at plus 110 for Rudy Gobert here tonight. Uh, Good for Gobert. That's not a a concern (laughs) of mine. Uh, Good luck to him, but it's not for me. All right. uh, Before we get into our lock and dog for tonight, let me tell you guys about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is going to be Talkify. Um, look, we give a lot of advice on who to bet on and uh, make your picks and, you know, long shot DJ and parlays. But we're also getting into the dating advice game. And that's where Talkify has come in and joined us. And look, life is full of what ifs, right? So what if you're trying something new? And when it comes to dating, Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. So what they and what if they can help you what you're looking for? Are you having a hard time meeting uh, great people to date? Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over again by swiping right, swiping left, swiping right? And it's just not working out for you. It's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Confidence, like in sports betting, uh, is key when it comes to dating as well. But if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, you can feel confident that you're meeting someone special who was picked just for you. Talkify is country, the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship goals. Their trusted compatibility specialist hand-selects su- successful and compelling candidates so you can uh, date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmaking meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you doing background checks video video interviews and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates from there your matchmaker plans your date introduction and handles all your communications for you creating a safe and stress-free dating experience talk about is committed to finding your match 80 percent of clients met their met their person within the first 12 matches and right now Talkify is uh, offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. That's Talkify.com slash SGPN. All right, guys. Let's get into our lock and dog to close out this episode of 10 game schedule that we kind of just went through a uh, lot of options for us to uh, get our lock and dog. Hopefully I can bounce back here as well. Delonte, uh, why don't you lead us off a man, your lock and dog for tonight. Yeah. With the lock, I mean, we just went over it like golden state, uh, like I'm in the spot. Uh, they've dominated this team at home going uh, 12 and two straight up uh, 19 and 10 and incurs uh, tenure there. Uh, I like him a lot. I like Poole to bounce back also. So I think it's going to be a, a big-time game with a lot of points. And at home, Golden State just doesn't lose those games. So I like them at home minus the four. Is it still four? Uh, I do see a four, yeah. Yeah, so I'll take the four. I like the three better, but I'll take the four um, with Golden State as my dog. And for the, I mean, for my lock and for the dog, I like Brooklyn returning home. Uh, Scott, you're going to be in the building? 
No, I will not be in the building. I will be in the building a month from now or so when they're playing against Jokic. So I'll be in town for that. Yeah, so uh, I like Brooklyn to bounce back and get – well, I think they'll stay within the six and a half. Is it still six and a half or has it went up? Um, I see a six and a half, yeah. Yeah, so six and a half. I like them. I think they have the tools to match the the Bucks depth-wise. I think they have some guys that can give a less than 100% Giannis, uh, you know, a harder time. Not sure if Giannis is going to be compromised. I mean, none of us know, really. Um, It's not been a lot of news going out about, you know, how much he's going to play or or whatever. So even even with him, uh, I think they still have a good shot to stay within this number. I think those guys will shoot better at home. Uh, coming off two back-to-back lackluster performances, offensively especially, uh, I like Brooklyn to to cover the numbers. So give me Brooklyn plus six and a half. All right. Uh, Scott, what do you got for your lock and dog? All right. So I did some research on it. And by the way, technically, it is not Halliburton's birthday. He was born on February 29th. (laughs) So his birthday doesn't exist. Okay. So I do need to mention that it is Luca's birthday today, though. Oh, So it is Luca's birthday, but I guess it's a half birthday for Halle. So maybe we need to find out on when he actually does celebrate for Halle. I'm assuming it's March 1st, because why would he celebrate it a day early? Yeah, that's true, too. I'm assuming it's March 1st. He's got the rare double birthday, so keep that in mind for Halliburton. Hmm. But I'm going to go with him double-double. I'm going to go with a plus-money play as my lock. I think this is a bargain deal and a half. I, I I can't ignore this option here. It's plus 105, it was plus 130, but you're looking at his numbers recently. I alluded to it, but I have it in front of me. Last four games, 14 assists, 14 assists, 8 assists, 12 assists. So he's been cruising over recently in three of the last four. 14 and two straight. One against Boston, which is, oh, Boston's one of the best defenses in the league. Dallas can't stop anybody. I expect to see a bunch of points in this game. It's why the total's around 238. Give me Halliburton, double-double. Didn't even mention, by the way, last two games against the Mavericks. He has not played against the Mavericks since he was on the Kings. So even with Fox and how he had the weird role there, he had a double-double in the last two games against the Mavericks. Give me the double-double for Halliburton at plus 105. That's my lock. Is he from Texas? Is is Hallie from Texas? I don't think so. Um, I, I know Miles. I went to high school with my roommate freshman year, so I'm pretty sure it's from Wisconsin. Okay. I think what well, Miles Turner may be from Texas. Yeah, yeah he Miles was Turner. born in yeah Bedford, Texas. Pretty Miles Turner sure or Halliburton went was Miles from, Turner. Okay, he went yeah. to Texas. Yeah, yeah. He's from uh, Oshkosh. He's from Wisconsin. Okay. However, yeah. there is a Halliburton company whose headquarters is in Houston, Texas. Oh yeah, so. that's uh, I think it's an oil and gas company. I'm familiar with uh, hydraulic fracturing operations. Yeah. Uh, so you got your lock there, Scott. What do you got for your dog? Uh, my dog, I'm going to go with the Bulls on the money okay. line here against Toronto. I know I've roasted this team. I'm hoping that they turned over a new leaf. Maybe Beverly inspired the team or something. But Toronto, I think, is just inflated here. Congratulations. You beat Detroit twice. You got your ass kicked by Cleveland against a real team. Now, Chicago's not a real team, but they're getting there. The fact that they've shown something after keeping the band together, I think bodes well for them here. Give me Chicago. I think with Levine and DeRozan and Vucevic, I just think that they have a bit too much firepower. And if they can keep it going defensively, then that at least gives them a gear that they didn't have beforehand. But it seems like they're playing with some confidence. Toronto had confidence. Then they got smacked back to reality against uh, Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Give me the Bulls money line. I'm not sure what the best price you can find is there, but it should be around, what is it, around like plus 150, give or take? Uh, you said for the for the Bulls, Bulls money line? Plus 165, give or take? Yeah, I see a plus 165. Mm-hmm. I'll take the 165 money line. Yeah. Raptors right. couldn't score 100 on Detroit, by the way. Not, you brought that up. They couldn't score 100 points on the Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons. Uh, for Chicago, yeah, I see some plus one seventies out there, so it's definitely shop around for it for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, for my lock here tonight, um, I'm gonna go in that game that you just talked about, the Mavericks and the Pacers first half. I'm gonna take the over in the first half. I think we'll, like we mentioned, we talked about, we'll think we'll see a lot of points, uh, being put up in this game, especially early and often. Uh, we've seen the Dallas Mavericks just come out on fire ever since they did acquire uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, I, again, the pace should be high in this game. 
I think that the Pacers will be able to take advantage of the deficiencies that the Dallas Mavericks have inside the paint where they've given up close to 64 since they've, or they have given up 64 per game of average uh, since they got Kyrie Irving in that trade with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So first half over for me, um, Again, like I mentioned, we'll see points being put up. Um, love the Halley play there uh, with um, Scott there as well. Uh, for my dog, I am going to go to a player prop here. Michael Porter Jr., three points, three and a half. That's at plus 115. I think this is a good ladder opportunity. We've seen over the last two games, Rockets have given up 12 to Clay Thompson, 13 to uh, Damian Lillard. I'm not saying that Michael Porter Jr. is going to get into that 10 range, but I think that he can definitely clear four. Well, Murray uh, might not game. play, so somebody's going to have to hit three-pointers for this team. Yeah, and again, it, it just helps that if if Jamal Murray doesn't play here tonight, uh, that Michael Porter Jr. is going to be able to knock down some shots here. So uh, four of his last five games, Michael Porter Jr. has knocked down four or more three-point shots. He had four against the Clippers. He had six against the Cavs, five against the Dallas Mavericks, and five against the Miami Heat. He's averaging close to 10 attempts over the last 10 games and shooting it at 43.8%. So um, if you want to ladder that up, um, but right now, three and a half is at plus money. Let me see what it's at for five plus here. Uh, let's see. Michael Porter Jr. is at five plus is at plus 245. So I might take that. Um, yeah. So some opportunity again, six plus at five to one. So I think that he's going to have a good shooting night here against this Rockets defense. So that'll be my dog of the day. Over three and a half, three point shots made for Michael Porter Jr. at plus 115. Yeah. And never forget, Michael Porter Jr. once said he deserved more looks in the bubble than Jamal Murray and, and Nikola Jokic. Just never forget that. <laughs> Confidence on one billion. Uh, all right, his defense, guys. he did have the poster dunk against the Clippers that one time in the bubble. So he's got that going for him. He was playing well. He was playing well. Yeah, Murray averaged like 40 points per game. <laughs> right. And, and Joker was being Joker. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Again, it's it's uh, on this Tuesday schedule, we get a lot of games. Oh, we usually don't get a lot of games, but tonight we had 10. So we broke it up into two parts. Uh, definitely check out part one of the first five games on the schedule on Tuesday. And then uh, here, obviously, on part two with the picks and the uh, second half uh, of the schedule on uh, the Tuesday schedule for the NBA. But, uh, Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud? Uh, not really. You can follow me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. Besides that, I did upload two tennis podcasts uh, this morning. One at like 2 a.m. and the other one at 10 a.m. Uh, looks like I'm going to sweep the board on the first one, so hopefully I sweep the board on the other one. But you can find tennis picks there, a couple episodes a week. And besides that, I know we will be having a few more NFL shows for the offseason for the draft coming up, so stay tuned for that too. But find it all on my Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Yep. Don't say anything else, my man. No, I finished up this article. Uh, should be out best bits for today's slate. Uh, I'll have that out in in a few. Uh, other than that, man, good luck to everybody. Make sure you find the best number uh, available, and uh, you know, swing some money. Yeah, we'll be back as tomorrow uh, on t- uh, tomorrow as usual for the NBA Gambling Podcast. If you haven't already, do us a favor to subscribe to the YouTube channel here for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Before you guys get out of here, do us a favor, hit that like button for us on the live stream here. Uh, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at Rachel Radio. Follow Delante on Twitter at XXLanteXX. And you can follow me on Twitter at SportsDirt824. Also, follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGPNNBA. All right, we'll be back tomorrow as usual. Till then, good luck with your picks here tonight. Let's break these books off and, <clears throat> excuse me, let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.